So today, 
I'll be starting a new segment. Uh, so, new topic, sorry. And uh, last week, Monday, I had closed off on that area of you can have what you say. Allowing persons to understand that we have to also trust in the Lord. And today will be a new topic area that I will be starting. And uh, I'll start off first with an introduction before I go directly into the topic at hand, which is the first foundational pillar of civilization that guarantees the peaceful occupation of planet Earth is embedded in the facts that the God of the Bible is the creator, the owner, the governor, and the sustainer of planet Earth. So all scriptures will be taken from the King James Version Bible. So first I'll start off with an introduction. So of the 150 Psalms in our Bible, the 11th Psalm is without doubt the most relevant documented description of the end times. So my reason for so saying is linked to the fact that this short seven verse psalm speaks specifically to the reasons why the nations of planet earth are currently witnessing the degradation of our environment and the ultimate destruction of earth's civilization at the beginning of this 21st century. Now, if the people of this planet do not take drastic actions and build their lives upon the foundations of civilization that Jesus Christ articulated in Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27, or Luke chapter 6, verses 47 to 49, all the energies and strategies which are now directed at saving Earth's environment and its civilization would surely end in futility. Now the reason for my stated conclusion is indexed to the fact that the survival of human civilization and the preservation of Earth's environment are inextricably linked to humanity's willingness to honor or to rebel against its maker, who is undoubtedly the creator, owner, judge, and governor of this planet on which we all live. Now, surely, all of Earth's problems can be traced to the original, satanically instigated rebellion of mankind's first parents against their creator. That rebellion, though instigated by Satan, was aided by Eve's lust for the knowledge of good and evil, her craving for what appeared to be fit for food, and Adam's willingness to dishonor God, while choosing to please his wife. In so doing, they honored Satan, the arch enemy of God and man. So by the act of rebellion against God, therefore, they forfeited their God-given rights and inheritance and triggered the ongoing environmental destruction of man's God-given habitats along with its civilization. Now, if the dishonoring of our creator and the lust for evil are not dealt with speedily 
and resolutely and resolutely sorry the continued destruction of earth civilization along with its environment are in inevitably invent eventualities which earth's population must face in the future so the custodians of the god-ordained institutions of civilization seem hell-bent on following the destructive part of rebelling against god and all of the foundational institutions which he gave to humanity to ensure its harmonious occupation of planet earth from where i sit i can assure you that it is only a matter of time before mankind destroys itself along with his environment. So brethren, as the God-ordained foundations of civilization are despised, destroyed and replaced by sandpit foundations of humanistic architectural designs, God's promised judgments of Psalm chapter 11 verse 6 are sure to be unleashed upon planet Earth with increased frequency and intensity. And one may be tempted to ask the following question. What can the righteous do? When God proceeds to answer man's rebellion by sending snares, fire and brimstone and horrible tempest the answer to that question follows the righteous can ensure that they build their lives on the rock solid foundations of jesus doctrines which he articulated during his earthly ministry so this fact can be confirmed by reading matthew chapter 7 verse 24 to 27 or Luke chapter 6, verses 46 to 49. Now, if you will heed the directives that just mentioned, you will surely survive the promised judgments of Psalm chapter 11, verse 6, some of which are already being poured out upon planet Earth. So, brethren, as I move into the segments today and the topic at hand to be discussed, please journey with me as I identify the reasons for Earth's problems and advance the God-ordained solutions for treating with the current perplexing ills of civilization with which humanity is faced today. So as I bring this introduction to a close, I sincerely thank everyone who have been listening to this segment and who decide to stay on board with me. And although this voyage will seem dangerous at times, I can assure you that if you do not jump ship at the end of this doctrinal trip, you will thank God that you did make this voyage with with yours truly so for the doctrinal insights which you would have acquired this will be of invaluable help to you now as well as the future 
for this i am absolutely sure so the topic now being discussed the first foundational pillar of civilization that guarantees the peaceful occupation of planet earth is embedded in the fact that the god of the bible is the creator the owner the governor and the sustainer of planet earth now the unique the uniqueness of the bible in this regard is the fact that the first account of god's revelation to man is that he is the creator of this universe including of course planet earth which can be confirmed by reading genesis chapter 1 verse 1 so this initial revelation debunks the fallacious theory of evolution the fact that god is creator of this universe makes him the rightful owner and supreme governor of this planet also so the following quote highlights such behold the heaven and the heaven of heavens are the lord's thy god the earth also with all that therein is and that scripture is taken from deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 14. Consequentially, upon what was just mentioned, divine credentials, God reserves the right to determine the who, the where, the how, and the length of occupancy of the peoples on planet Earth. Being aware of the fact that is just mentioned, and his failed attempt to dethrone God from his supreme position as is recorded in Isaiah chapter 14 verses 12 to 28 or Ezekiel chapter 28 verses 12 to 28. Satan did not allow Adam and Eve to enjoy their honeymoon in the garden of Eden, but took steps immediately after their marriage to get them out. For no sooner have they been divinely joined together in holy matrimony by God their creator, then he tempted them to dishonor their creator by partaking of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which God had sternly warned them not to eat. By that single act of rebellious dishonoring of their creator, they incurred the first judgment of God, which included, as it did, the introduction of sin on planet earth with its attendant consequence of the instant death of their inner man, which subsequently triggered the degeneration and ultimate death of their bodies. Now, since the earth was created to be the pleasurable habitation of man, the maintenance of man's environment was divinely indexed to his honoring or dishonoring of his creator. So this fact can be confirmed by reading the following scriptures which is taken from Genesis chapter 3, verses 17 to 19, and it goes like this. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, 
and has eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. That is Genesis chapter 3 verses 17 to 19. So brethren, with the entry of sin into the world, the human race became an endangered species. As a consequence, one does not have to look far to see the inevitable havoc which the dishonoring of God, even man's creator, has caused. Since sin's entry into planet Earth became a reality, fear, disease, death, and environmental degradation triggered, of course, by erratic weather patterns and unprecedented activity in the bowels of the Earth, have threatened the very survival of humanity on this beautiful planet of ours. So surely, the prospect of the extinction of the human race has fueled the desire of scientists the world over to seek to ensure the survival of the human race, if even on other planets such as the moon or Mars, for that matter. And whether man would succeed in colonizing other planets is left entirely up to the discretion of man's creator who has already declared the following which can be read in Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 14. And it goes like this. Behold, the heaven and the heaven of heavens are the Lord's thy God, the earth also with all that therein is. So having established the fact that the heaven and the heaven of heavens along with the earth are his, he exercises the right of ownership and governorship over his universe and informs humanity of the following pertinent fact, which can be found in Psalm 115 verse 16, which goes like this. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's but the earth had he given to the children of men. Not only has God designed and designated planet earth to be mankind's habitation, he has also given us proof of his right of governorship even over kings who rule earthly nations and kingdoms and penalizes those who dare to dishonor him. So the following brethren is a case in point. And that is taken from Daniel chapter 4, verses 10 to 12. Thus were the visions of my head in my bed. I saw, and behold, a tree in the midst of the earth, and the height thereof was great. The tree grew and was strong, and the height thereof reached unto heaven, and the sight thereof to the end of all the earth. The leaves thereof were fair, and the fruit thereof much, and in it was meat for all. 
The beast of the field had shadow under it, and the fowls of the heaven dwelt in the bowels thereof, and all flesh was fed of it. So that those verses were taken from Daniel chapter 4, verses 10 to 12. So brethren, while the verses mentioned earlier aptly describes the magnificence of Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom, the following verses on the other hand, which I'm about to read, clearly show that God is supreme governor of this universe, including, of course, planet Earth, and will intervene when necessary to affirm his rulership. So, those scriptures are taken from Daniel chapter 4, verses 13 to 16, and it goes like this. I saw in a vision of my head upon my bed, and behold, a watcher and an holy one came down from heaven. He cried aloud and said thus, Hew down the tree and cut off the branches, shake off its leaves and scatter its fruits. Let the beast get away from under it and the fowls from, its, from his branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump of its roots in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass, in the tender grass of the field, and let it be wet with the dew of heaven, and let his portion be with the beast in the grass of the earth. Let his heart be chained from man's, and let a beast's heart be given unto him, and let seven times pass over him. So that was Daniel chapter 4, verses 13 to 16. Now, while God has given the earth to the children of men as their habitat, as we read and we saw in Psalm 115, verse 16, it must also be understood that God reserves the right to intervene when proud man oversteps his bounds. So brethren, please pay particular attention to the following divinely revealed information which highlights the fact that the heavens do rule so this scripture that i'm going to read is taken from daniel chapter 4 verse 17 and it states this matter is by the decree of the watchers and the demand by the word of the holy ones to the intent that the living may know that the most high ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will and setteth up over it the basis of men. Now, when all the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and the soothsayers were unable to interpret the king's vision, Daniel was called in. And in interpreting the king's vision, he also informed him that the Most High had also decreed that he be driven from among men and that his dwelling be with the beast of the field, and that his meals be grassed like oxen, and that he shall live in the wild for seven years. And just to add a little scripture to that statement, I'll be reading from Daniel chapter 4, verses 25 to 26, which states, Till thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will, and whereas they commanded to leave the stump of the tree roots, thy kingdom shall be sure unto thee. After that thou shalt have known that the heavens do rule. So that's Daniel chapter 4 verses 25 to 26. 
So at the conclusion of Daniel's interpretation of the king's vision, he advised him to break off his sins by doing righteousness in addition to assisting the poor. So this advice, said Daniel, might have impacted the king's tranquility positively. Now, notwithstanding the information and Daniel's advice to King Nebuchadnezzar, one year later, he hotly spoke and said the following, which is taken from Daniel chapter 4, verses 30 to 33, and it goes like this. Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? While the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken. The kingdom is departed from thee. And they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beast of the field. They shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, and seven times shall pass over thee, until thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. The same hour was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar, and he was driven from men, and did eat grass as oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, till his hairs were grown like eagles' feathers, and his nails like birds' claws. That's Daniel chapter 4, verses 30 to 33. Now, while that story clearly demonstrates God's judgment upon haughty Nebuchadnezzar, it surely shows God's mercy and blessing upon repentant Nebuchadnezzar. And that is taken from Daniel chapter 4, verses 34 to 35, which states, At the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes unto heaven, and my understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High, and I praise and honor him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing, and he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven, and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or see unto him, what doest thou? So that's Daniel chapter 4, verses 34 to 35. Now, I want you to notice, if you will, that as soon as King Nebuchadnezzar recognized the Most High as supreme governor of this universe and blessed and honored him accordingly, God restored his mind and his kingdom to him. And the following verse that I'm about to read will speak specifically to this fact. And that is taken from Daniel chapter 4, verses 36 to 37. And it states, At the same time my reason returned unto me, and for the glory of my kingdom, my honor and brightness returned unto me, and my counselors and my lords sought unto me, and I was established in my kingdom, an excellent majesty was added unto me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, all whose works are truth, and his ways judgments, 
and those that walk in pride he is able to abase so i read that from daniel chapter 4 verses 36 to 37 so brethren it is so clear that it needs no further explanation except for me to restate the eternal fact that the most high god who claims to be creator in genesis chapter 1 verse 1 is owner and supreme governor of this universe including of course planet earth so brethren as i come to a close i feel constrained to add the following fact that god not only has the right to humble and restore kings he has demonstrated in the past that he reserves the right to displace replace and restore nations also so a case in point can be seen by god's treatment of the nations which originally occupied the middle east because of their lifestyle which demonstrated utter disregard for the ways of god as can be seen or for those who are reading or have read leviticus chapter 18 verses 2 to 30 god exercised his sovereignty over planet earth and removed those nations and gave their lands to abraham which originally lived in Ur of the chaldees now although abraham had children with three different women god gave abraham and his descendants through isaac and jacob the land of palestine for an everlasting possession so one can read genesis chapter 15 verse 18 genesis chapter 26 verses 2 to 5 genesis chapter 28 verses 13 to 15 and psalm 105 verses 8 to 15 and be convinced that this is indeed so now i would like to reiterate the fact that god is creator owner and supreme governor of planet earth i am convinced that what i have shared so far is sufficient to convince the worst skeptics that the god of the bible is indeed the creator owner and governor of planet earth and as such is worthy of all honor glory and praise by mankind whom he has created and placed on planet earth to live to populate and dominate now since the first foundational pillar of civilization which must be upheld by mankind if they are to enjoy a peaceful occupation of planet earth is the fact that god is creator owner and governor of planet earth and as such must be given due honor and adoration and we saw that satan moved early after man's creation and tricked eve who induced adam to side with her into dishonoring their creator so by their act of honoring satan instead of their creator they introduced into planet earth sin with its attendant consequences of fear suffering 
environmental degradation, in addition to spiritual and physical death. And within 2,000 years of Adam's creation, God responded to mankind's rebellion and destroyed man and that world by the flood recorded in Genesis chapter 7, verses 11 to 23. Now, notwithstanding all the historical evidence available to this generation, Satan has again succeeded in inciting the human race into dishonoring its creator by accepting the foolish satanic theory of evolution. And as that evolution lie takes root in man's mind and behavioral pattern, the heathenization of civilization with the simultaneous degradation of Earth's environment bear testimony to the fact that mankind is again siding with Satan while they dishonor God, their creator, and supreme governor. Now, if mankind continues along that destructive path, God's promised response recorded in Psalm chapter 11 verse 6 will surely become a reality. So this promised judgment would not be a one-off thing. Never. For as man's rebellion increases, so shall God's judgment increase with frequency and intensity. So I'll read Psalm chapter 11 verses 3 to 6 which will be able to confirm the statement mentioned. And it goes like this. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids try the children of men. The Lord tried the righteous, but the wicked and him that loveth violence, his soul it upon the wicked he shall rain snares fire and brimstone and a horrible tempest this shall be the portion of their cup so that was read from psalm chapter 11 verses 3 to 6 and from isaiah we have another confirmation of some of the some of the Verses in Psalm chapter 11 verses 3 to 6 and additionally divinely promised judgments. So Isaiah chapter 24 verses 17 to 18 and verse 20 states, Fear and the pit and the snare are upon thee, O inhabitant of the earth. And it shall come to pass that he who fleeth from the noise of the fear shall fall into the pit and he that cometh up out of the midst of the pit shall be taken in the snare. For the windows from on high are open, and the foundations of the earth do shake. The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard, and shall be removed like a cottage. And the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall and not rise again. So brethren, what I would like you to do is read Romans chapter 1 verses 18 to 32 and observe that whenever humanity dishonors God by rejecting his ways, that people, nation, or kingdom will always destroy itself by its immoral practices. 
and would inevitably incur the just judgment of God. So, in addition to Romans, read Leviticus chapter 18, verses 1 to 28, and be convinced that God has acted already and would act resolutely again if this situation warrants it. So, as I come to a close of my segment today, I feel constrained to reiterate this fundamental fact that the first foundational pillar of civilization to which humanity must subscribe if it wishes to live peacefully and enjoyably upon planet Earth is the recognition of this fact that God is the creator, owner, judge, and supreme governor of this universe, including, of course, planet Earth. So, one can read for themselves to verify the information shared today by reading Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 14, Psalm chapter 24, verses 1 to 2, Psalm 115, verse 16, Daniel chapter 4, verses 25 to 26, or Daniel chapter 4, verses 34 to 37. So, that's the end of my segment today. I will be live next Monday again. Remember to prepare yourselves for Jesus Christ's return because he will be returning soon. Jesus loves you. I love you. And please ensure that you spend at least an hour or two reading your Bibles every day. So stay tuned for me again next week, Monday. Have a safe and productive week. Jesus bless you.